Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled Family Practice, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on February 10th, 2019. Um, mark your Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 4. And in just a moment, we're going to read that together. But before we do that, I'd like to start with, with a quote from a, a famous theologian named Oswald Chambers. His utmost for his highest. You might have read that as a devotional. But this is what he says. He says, when we are in fear, we can do nothing less than pray to God. But our Lord has a right to expect that those who name his name should have an understanding confidence in him. God expects his children to be so confident in him that in any crisis, they are the reliable ones. It is when a crisis arises that we ins- instantly reveal upon whom we rely. If we've been learning to worship God and to trust him, the crisis will, re- will reveal that we will go to the breaking point and not break in our confidence in him. See, I I believe this statement that he makes here is a reflection of having a faith of our own, a faith that that we truly own. See, it's when we grow deeper in faith that we'll be able to face the toughest moments in this life and we'll face them with a sincere confidence. See, the truth of God's word reveals to us that God wants us to trust him. He wants us to trust him in every area of our lives. He wants us to, to trust him Today and tomorrow. He wants us to trust him for today and for tomorrow. He wants us to have a deeper faith. But the only way you can do this, the only way that you can trust God more is to get to know God's character. To grow spiritually, to understand what this faith is all about. You know, and this is, as a church, this is what we call growing spiritually. But we have to understand something that's so important as, as part of our journey as we grow spiritually together, as we grow together in faith. That spiritual growth doesn't happen by accident. It's not just something that we wake up one morning, hey, I'm more spiritual today. See, spiritual growth is intentional. See, it takes practice. It takes us moving towards a deeper faith. I think I shared with this with you a few weeks back, but, but my, my New Year's goal, one of the goals that I have is that I would draw near to God as God draws near to me, so that God would draw near to me. See, it's an intentional act. And I believe that, that we have to practice our faith. You know, I, I appreciate um, Zach here, I'm gonna pick on him, he doesn't know this or not, but, but he came prepared to practice. He's in his outfit, you know, he's in his sweatpants. He's ready to go. You know, he knew what this morning was all about. You know, we, we have to practice our faith. And the passage that we have today in 1 Timothy, we'll learn what needs to be done to grow in faith. What needs to be done to stay faithful. And it's all about preparing for the moments that we'll face. It's preparing for today and preparing for tomorrow. Because the reality is that one day, if not today, if not tomorrow, our faith will be tested. If it hasn't already, it will be again. See, it's us doing this, as Oswald Chambers says, learning to worship God and to trust him. And all of this takes practice. See, in 1 Timothy 6, 12, he encourages Timothy, he says, fight the good fight of faith. 
take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. See, you and I can use this moment, use this, this passage that we're going to read together to help us as we practice our faith, as we prepare for the days ahead, as we prepare for today. See, if we want something, we have to be willing to go after that something. If we want something, we have to be intentional on how we live our lives and how we move towards that. We have to take steps of faith. And I think God understands as he draws us near that there's some insecurities at moments. Sometimes there's, there's these fears of moving or taking that step of faith. But he also expects us, he also expects us to move towards him in confidence. Approach the throne of grace in confidence. So we're going to take this passage and we're going to use it this morning to help us get a better understanding of what we have to do to be intentional about growing spiritually. And that's practicing our faith. Will you pray with me? Father, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you for your words. We thank you for the encouragement that we give to one another as we gather together in your holy name. Father, as we open up your word, we pray that you would not only allow it to to penetrate our minds for knowledge, Father, but it would move from our heads to our hearts. Father, that we would take your word and allow it to change us, to pierce our hearts like a two-edged sword. Father, that we would be encouraged and inspired and be reminded of the love and the grace and the hope and the faith that you've given us, Father. Lord, our prayer this morning is that you would draw us near as we draw near to you. Lord, we love you and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, I'd like to read the the first 10 verses together, starting in in verse 1. Everybody ready? Say amen. amen. All right, let's do this. Paul says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in later times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teaching of demons. Through the insincerity of liars whose consciences are seared, who forbid marriage and require abstinence from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is made holy by the word of God in prayer. If you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, being trained in the words of the faith and of the good doctrine that you have followed. Have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. For to this, to this end, we toil and strive, because we have our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially those who believe. See, we find something here of great value for us today as we seek to learn more about our faith. See, in this moment, Timothy is being encouraged to fight the good fight of faith, to live out his faith with confidence. Well, how do we do that? I want to offer us a few ways that we can grow in faith by being intentional how we pursue, take steps towards a deeper faith. And the first is simply to to practice to be prepared. Have you ever thought about that? Practicing to be prepared? 
In verses one and two of our passage, he right away starts out, he says, the spirit expressly says that in latter times, later times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons through the insincerity of liars whose consciences are, are seared. I want to ask you this morning, where, where is your devotion right now? Are you devoted in faith to Jesus Christ? Are you, are you devoted to following God's precepts? What have you devoted yourself to? We see here that these people have devoted themselves to something that, that is, is deceiving them and, and that is fooling them. See, we're getting a warning here so that we will know that, that it takes practice to be prepared. See, we know that, that many will move away from their faith. You may know someone right now in your life that has moved away from the faith that they, were grow, they grew up in or, or that they started their life in or they received of recently and they followed some different ways. See, the, the reality is that, that we get our truth from Scripture. See, our truth isn't our opinion, but it's what God's Word says. And there'll be people that will come along and they'll try and deceive us and fool us. There's a warning here for you and I. It says, be careful of this. It may tickle our ears. It may make us feel good about ourselves. It may make us feel good about what's going on in our lives. But the reality is, it's in opposition to the truth. See, there's this insincerity and these liars, these people that will come and deceive you and mislead you. And they'll point you in the wrong direction. The question that we have this morning is, well, how do we know when this is happening? How do we prepare for the moments that others will try to mislead us about having the faith that the Bible teaches us about? I, I would say to you, I'd offer to you this morning, we practice. We, we practice our faith. We practice to be prepared. We prepare ourselves by gaining insight to the word of God. I want you to see what it says here in Psalm 119, verses 9 and 10. It says, how can a young man keep his way pure? See, it's the same question we're asking this morning. How do we know? And he says, by guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. And then in verses 15 and 16 of the same passage, he shows us how to prepare. He says, I will meditate on your precepts. I will fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget what? Your word. See, there's four things that I see here that I want to offer to you. As one, he says, I will meditate. I will study on your word. Another thing is, I will focus. I'll fix my eyes. I'll stay focused. And I love what he says when in verse 16 where he says, I will delight. See, because I think sometimes we have this misconception that, that as we learn God's word, as we understand God's commands for our lives, that, that it just becomes this bummer moment. You know, a lot of people won't come to faith because they're fearful of live, losing the life that they had. And yes, absolutely, you've got to turn from that old life. But it's like Jesus tells us, he comes to give us life and life more abundant. But what's important for us to note in that passage in the Gospel of John where Jesus says that, he's talking about the good shepherd. And just before that, he warns us about the thief that comes to what? Kill and destroy and deceive. 
right? Paul is doing the same thing here for you and I. He's telling us that in the faith that we have, as we practice this faith, there is life and life more abundant. There is joy. And I will delight in your word. I will celebrate your word. And I will not forget it. I will hold it close to me. I will let it capture my heart and change me. See, we prepare by storing up God's word in our hearts. We meditate on it until it changes us into the person that God wants us to be. And I tell you this morning, it takes intentional practice. If we want to be intentional about growing spiritually, we have to be intentional about how we practice. See, because the reality is there's going to be a lot of misleading information We'll hear a lot of things that people think are truth, but the fact is that there's only one truth and it comes from what? The truth. And who is that? Let me say it louder. All right. Make sure you're awake here. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. And Jesus is the life. He is the one that we look to in our spiritual growth. See, when we pursue a deeper love for Jesus... This is when we'll gain the understanding to know when someone is trying to mislead us. See, and and we've been warned here. Paul is warning us in this passage, but it's up to us to start practicing to be prepared. And we also practice so that we will be faithful in our walk with God, so that we'll move towards faithfulness. Look what he says here in verses four through six. He says, for everything created by God is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. See this, so you know, this is why we pray before our meals. This is why we pray before we read God's word together. We receive it with thanksgiving for it is made holy by the word of God in prayer. And if you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ being trained in the words of the faith and of the good doctrine that you have followed. See, I think this is something that we struggle with in our times today. You know, we set out to to do all the right things, all the good things that we believe are right. But at the first sign of a tough moment, at the first time when, when things get a little confusing and opposition sets in, we tend to just give up. We find a way out and we don't stay faithful in our service to Jesus Christ. I think the church today is is facing a crisis of heart. We are moving away from the truth of scripture and pursuing our own traditions. Our actions make the statement that if it's God's way and it isn't my way, then there's no way. See, practicing your faith will help you stay faithful in all that God asks you to do. We prepare in faith and we do this because it helps us to be faithful. Just as he says here, being trained in the words of the faith and the good doctrine, the truth of scripture. See, trusting God more, learning that our faithfulness is a part of how we worship. This is all things that we gain as we prepare in faith. See, and God will help us to be faithful. I love the encouragement that we get to be faithful in Philippians 3, verses 14 through 16. He says, I press on towards the goal. 
I can imagine him saying this real loud. I don't know, I'm adding that exclamation just so you know it's not in there. But I just got to imagine, he's, he's enthusiastic. He's saying, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And he says, let those of us who are mature think this way. And if in, if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true. Do you see that? I'll circle that in your Bibles. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. I want to ask you this morning, are you holding on to God's word? Are you holding on to what you have learned? See, because many will walk away from the faith. Many, many will be deceived by a lot of these untruths that are out in the world. That's why we have to practice our faith. I want to ask you, are you pursuing it like silver? Well, if you are, this means that, that you're being intentional about how you practice and what you practice. Well, this brings us to our, our last point. See, we should practice to grow in his righteousness. And, and this is a word that, that I think some people are, are fearful of because, and, and not necessarily in a bad way because um, I think sometimes when we use this word, it, it kind of sends a, uh, an awkward, I don't know how to say, an awkward thought in other people's mind. If we say, I would like to be more holy. Have you ever, have you ever told someone like this, my, my New Year's resolution is to, to be more holy. Yeah, we don't really use that very often because, you know, we're, we're kind of afraid of that word. But, but I believe that God wants us to be more holy, right? This is why. Listen to what he says here in verses 7 and, through 9. He says, have nothing to do with the irreverent, silly miss. Key here. Rather train yourself for godliness. He's saying, train yourself to be more holy. Train yourself towards righteousness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way. And it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. See, to grow in godliness, to become more holy, we have to practice it. You can't just say you're an image bearer of God if you haven't bared the image of God. And it's a righteous God that we bear the image of. See, when we trust in God, we'll take steps towards loving God. And when we love God, we will become the person God created us to be. Well, who is that person that he wants us to be? Genesis 1.27 says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God... He created him, both male and female. He created them. There it is. That's who God wants you to be. That's what God wants to turn you into, an image bearer. And then Colossians 3.10 affirms that for us. And have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of who? Of God, our creator the one that loves us, the one that sent his son to die on a cross, the one that has called you into a relationship with him, the one that draws you near as you draw near to him. See, God wants you to be an image bearer. If you ever wondered, who does God want me to be or what does God want me to be? 
you can just go back to this passage and be reminded that God created you to be like him, to bear his character, to do the things that he's called you to do and to become. And if you're not sure of what those things are or what that looks like completely, then flip over into the New Testament and look at the fruit of the Spirit. See, when God dwells in us, God lives through us, right? And we bear some specific fruit. We live a life that is reflective of who God is. Look at 1 Corinthians 13. It teaches us how we are to love, what it does and what it is. And then it talks about faith and hope and love. And it tells us that the greatest of these is love. And then flip over to Matthew, the gospel of Matthew. Where Jesus says, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And to love your neighbor as yourself. See, that's the image that God has created That's the image that you and I should bear. And it's an image of a holy and righteous God. Isn't it? Do I hear an amen? A holy and righteous God that loved us before we ever even thought about loving him. That did something so amazing for us before we even thought about walking with him or looking to him. See, we serve a righteous God and he wants his people to grow in his righteousness. He wants us to become more holy. And it's okay to use that term. It's not a prideful thing. It's not a a thing of where we're saying, we're just saying, hey, we want to be more like Jesus. And and if we're gonna bear something to the world, if we're gonna share something with the world, then we wanna share Jesus. We want people to see Jesus in us and through us. See, in the goodness of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we find one thing. And what is that? Love. Love. John 3.16 explains it all. It said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever might believe in him shall not perish, but find eternal life. And then John 3.17 says what? He says, he didn't come into the world to condemn it, to beat up on it, to tell them how wrong and bad they were, although he shows us and reveals us to us our sin, but he came into the world to save it. And he did that by loving us, by offering love, by by showing us who God was. Even Jesus himself says, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Jesus himself prays that he would do the things that he needs to do to honor and glorify the Father as you and I should do. We should practice to grow in his righteousness. Well, I want to end with this little encouragement that he gives us in our chapter, verses 15 through 16. He says, practice these things. All may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this. For by doing so, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Did you catch that? If you persist in this, if you practice these things, if you immerse yourself in them, if you bear the image of a holy God, 
you will not only save yourself, but you will save those that are around you. But you know what? It's all up to you. As much as I'd love to give you my faith, I can't. As much as I'd love to take my mom's faith, my wife's faith, I can't take it. It has to be a faith of my own. It has to be a faith that I own. And that means that I have to practice. So I want to give you an invite now as we close before I pray. I want to invite you to practice. (laughs) I want to invite you to, to get connected and practice your faith. And one of the ways that we do that is simply we gather together every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock a.m. We come and we worship. We will open up, open up God's word. We, we meet at 9.15 to pray together as a church to practice our faith. We come early and have a cup of coffee to, to get to know one another and, and get involved in each other's lives to see what's going on in each other's lives. We stay after to hang out and have fellowship and encourage one another, stir each other up into the faith. But it doesn't end there. We, we schedule practice throughout the week. We have times where we gather in various homes throughout the week. And we do a lot of the same things. You know, this last Friday, I, I shared with the group that, that, that met on Friday night that one of the mistakes we make in our humanity is that we lose sight of our value. We don't understand how important I am. And that might sound self-righteous, but it's not in any sense of the word. Because God has placed a huge value on you. So much so that he is willing to sacrifice his son for you. So much so that, that he was willing to send others before us that not only would proclaim this great love, but that we're willing to die for it, for you, so that you might have a faith so you might know what it means to walk in faith. So I want to tell you this morning that you are important to God and you are important to us. Every person in this room has value. And I think that's where we miss it. That's usually what what causes us to have this fear and this lack of of confidence to to come into a group of people and and offer, not, not to receive, but to offer what God has done in us and what God is doing in us and through us the strengths and the gifts that God has given each and every person that he calls his child. See, we have to be willing to come and understand our value because when we understand the value that we bring, then we'll better understand the value that others bring. If we're willing to give, then we'll be willing to get. I want to challenge you this week to pray about what that looks like for you to be intentional about practicing your faith. Be intentional about doing what he says as we immerse ourselves in all of these things God is teaching us as we keep a close watch on ourselves in our faith as we practice to be prepared as we practice to be faithful and as we practice to become more holy like the holy God that we serve. Will you pray with me? Father, as we call upon your name we come, we come with confidence. Not because, not because we're something special, Father, but because you've made us something special. Father, not because we're worthy, but because through your son, Jesus Christ, you have made us righteous. You have washed us clean. 
You have made us holy. And you see us through your son, Father. In our brokenness and in all of our, our, our weakness, Father, you see us through your son, Jesus Christ. And so we come and we approach your throne of grace, seeking grace, asking, Father, for forgiveness, asking that you would come into our lives, that, the, that you would show us the things that you have for us, that we would open up your word and know that, know that we find joy in it. Father, that you've already created the path of life for us. And in your presence, there is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. And we would seek and want and desire to be in your presence all the day long, each and every single day. Father, right now in this moment, if there's someone here, someone that just needs to take that step of faith to follow you, I ask that you would speak to their hearts right now, that the, by, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would speak to them. Father, help them to know that you love them so much that in this moment you are drawing them near to you. No matter how broken, no matter how much hurt is in their life, no matter how much hurt they've experienced, no matter what the situation or the circumstance, Father, that, that you love them and you brought them here this morning just to simply hear that you love them. Father, thank you so much for the grace and the mercy that you show us. Thank you so much that we get to gather together to proclaim the goodness of Jesus Christ, the love, the hope, and the faith that we have. And together, together, we'll do the greatest of all these three. We'll love. We'll love you with all our hearts and we'll love one another. We thank you so much, Father, for the grace that you've given us. We pray that you would guide our every step and show us what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Sol Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at solrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505 792 8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ committed to live by faith to be known by love and to be a voice of hope to our community We invite you to go with us on this journey